Do you love the Making a Musical podcast? Please subscribe, like, and review our show so we can get this into the hands of more musical theater lovers just like you. Ticket Peak just named us one of the five best performing arts podcasts out there. We're number three now, but help us out and let's move up that list. Meantime, if you want to learn more about my new off-Broadway musical, Good Morning New York, go to goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. You can get tickets for our 54 Below show. That's October 4th. It's a concert and you'll get a free album. It's a Friday. Heads up. So you have time. You have a Friday in a few months. We also have tickets for our off-Broadway show. That's January 9th, 2020. Tickets for both shows are on sale now. We have merch. We have music online. Go to our website to learn more. This is the Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Thrapp. Welcome to our second episode. We're following the entire development and execution of our critically acclaimed new musical, Good Morning New York. The show puts a spotlight on how to produce your work in New York City, or this podcast does. That's not what the show does. The show is about local news. We just ended our off-off-Broadway run. Now we're going to try to launch it to off-Broadway, and we're just going to take you along the ride. Today, my good friend... And Pitt House team showrunner and stand-up comedian, John Vogel, is here. Hello, everybody on the internet. Hey. I'm here to talk about making shows. Oh, yes, and no one knows them better. So welcome, welcome. And then Matt's coming, too, our friend Matt Mitchell, and he'll be here shortly. So today we're going to be talking about finding theaters. It's always fun, isn't it? Yes. It's it's sometimes fun. I did extensive research when I first moved here just to, just to see the prices. So now we're going to spill them. You ready? Yeah, yeah, ready let's hear to spill. it. Before this started, I told him that he was breathing loud into the microphone. And now <laughs> no, I'm doing the opposite of that. I'm like as tight-lipped talking. as I've ever been in my life. Because like, then I started hearing it too, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I've had talk, enough of that already. Talk to me, Johnny. No. Okay, so finding a venue in New York City is not easy. Many things come into play like availability, price, and seat count. So even if you can't afford an off-off-Broadway theater, the second question is, can you fill it? So today on Making Musical, we're going to start with the main question, how much is a theater? We're going to go with off-Broadway first. And you can find a lot of these places on the offbroadwayalliance.com. So here's basically a summary of what off-off-Broadway is. You pretty much know this, right, John? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a genius. He's a theater whiz. Anyway, okay. So this is such a funny thing to be called. Yeah, it is. It it's... reminds me of like my aunt when I learned how to use a computer when I was like eight. <laughs> What? That's that's always my context for the term whiz. Oh gosh. Okay, so let's start with um. Oh, let's see. There. Okay. Sorry. We just Matt, Matt just ride, but we'll wait. We're gonna wait, and we're gonna keep doing the podcast and keep it in the recording. Okay. Let's start with these theater rentals now. So, off off Broadway seats are zero to ninety nine. Off Broadway theaters have a hundred to four hundred ninety nine seats. Broadway theaters are five hundred and above. Your rate varies per theater. And you get a discount if you're nonprofit. So uh, here are the average commercial fees. An off-off-Broadway theater for a week is pretty much a flat fee of $2,500 plus insurance. And an off-Broadway theater is around, well, it starts at $5,000. And I've seen it go to $12,000 per week. So you uh, have a nice range there. These are the fees you pay and you charge what you want for tickets, which will be in a future podcast. So... Where can you put on a show for free? Let's start with free, right? I love free. Yes, that's that's what gets people to click on stuff at the very least. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, well, don't know what you're going to expect. So if you're like t- trying to take a girl out on a date and you want to make you seem like you're classy but cheap. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they always start with free, and then they work you up from there. You know. Yeah, take take her to a, take a date to an improv show because you won't have to entertain her. Exactly, <laughs> entertain I've, herself. It's funny how when I um, when I started doing improv and comedy, how many of my like day job coworkers are like, oh yeah, I love taking taking dates there. They do all the heavy lifting, and I'm like, well, you're welcome. <laughs> it was like, oh, I had such a good time. Yeah, you did. So. <laughs> where are you headed? Right, right. All right. Where You Can Find Your Three Theaters is coming up after the break. Be right back. Hey, guys, do you love T-shirts? Oh, we sure oh, there do. there you go. <laughs> I'm wearing one right now. <laughs> Me too. I have more at home. Anyway, I just teamed up with Teespring to make these new shirts for Good Morning New York. They have quotes from our show. They say things like, be a better bitch and living the off-Broadway life. 20 bucks each. You can buy them at JacquelineThrap.com. All the money goes straight to funding our musical that we're going to be talking about. So please support our show and uh, buy a t-shirt. Now let's get back to finding free theaters because free is better than paying all right, guys, Matt Mitchell just walked hey. in the room. Matt, he is a people's improv theater comedian and the Good Morning New York light and sound designer. How are we doing, New York and other places listening to this? Yeah, I keep saying Ohio and Nebraska, but I'm sure someone from Florida is listening. Yeah. What is his name, Rick? Yep, Rick. they're all named Rick from Florida. <laughs> hey there, Ricky. Ricky Dick. All right, let's talk about how we find free theaters. Uh, okay, guys. You both have shows, and if you want to put it up without paying a dime, uh, I mean, we'll start with the obvious. Where do you go? Oh, well, uh, there's the People's Improv Theater. <laughs> the People's a pretty good Improv free Theater. Performing resource where your one and only expense as a producer that's baked into the production is hiring a technician for your show, which Matt and I both happen to be qualified to do. Yes. Sounds like we're doing another ad. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's a it's a native advertising block that uh, I made sure to redeem during the course of this recording. John nice. and I will definitely share our emails after this episode. <laughs> if you ever you know want to hire, so. yeah, we'll put it. We'll put your emails in the bios. We'll have to share them. Every, yeah, put your emails at the end of the episode. You're gonna so guys, listen. Don't fast forward. Obviously, people improv theater. Um, it's pretty easy. Well, that's first place. Where else do we have? Is, does the magnet do stuff for free in New York City? Uh, really good question. I haven't. The Magnet's a really cool place. I just did a sketch show. Like, I was performing in it, like, a month ago. And I think that's a place that, like, y- you need, like, the certain connections to get in. And I feel like, because um, I can ask my good buddy Amato about that, the show he put up. But I feel like that's also just, like, another, like, if you're, like, trying out, like, a brand new show, like, you're trying to, like, uh, get, like, a run out of it, maybe, like, that's, that's like, all right, let's try it out the first time. And then maybe we can, like, negotiate a deal afterwards. Right. But, uh, <clears throat> But Magnet's a really nice little space. I definitely do know the tank on um, right by uh, Penn Station on uh, 36th and 8th is a another free resource. That's free? Yes. Oh, I thought yes. people paid for that. They are nonprofit, but their big deal is that they really want diversity showcases, uh, especially representing the LGBTQI plus uh, community. And uh, But that's uh, another free resource for people looking for free theater space. See, so that's how you know. I always am a big advocate. Um, and John, you even wrote a pilot and you did a, uh, a show as well. You, I think you just put it on for free at the pit. I'm a big advocate for writing something and putting it on somewhere where there's like no risks involved because it might really, really suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, the. I, I found the pit to be pretty apologizing, or not apologizing, that's not the word, but uh, 
they understand, you know, they'll if you because if you're willing to take a weird time slot like a late Wednesday night or like an early Tuesday evening or something like that, it's a good time to try something a little experimental that just might suck in a low risk environment. And I know that the pit's pretty pretty consistently available for that, and just submit it through the website. The tank, I don't see doing a lot of programming, or at least not promoting a lot of programming during those time slots. And uh, yeah, usually the tanks like reserved for like I guess normal hours i guess is the yeah order. like yeah, from like six to nine whereas the pit yeah they'll have those shows that go like later night and like that the only thing about the pit is that you yourself the producer have to be a, a marketing whiz to like or at least know like how to like program yourself and like your show so well that like people want to come see your show especially if it is at a uh, a different hour that is in our next episode. We're talking about tickets. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So don't give that away. Don't give that away. Because, yeah, marketing and getting people to f- show up. Here's is a, a foreshadow to listen to the next episode, people. You have to <laughs> yeah. listen to all yeah. of them. They'll be here as well. But I agree. I think that the thing with the pit, really, you just pitch a show. And if they like it, they'll, or if, even if they don't, I don't know, maybe they'll <laughs> give you some sort of place somewhere. And, um, yeah, you just got to get a tech. And I think that's that's huge. Also, I noticed that just from producing, there are some costs that you cannot get around, and it's techs. Like, mm-hmm. there's, yeah. I, there don't, I do not think there's one person in this city who will ever tech a show for free. So stick with that. I agree. Yeah. Keep even it that I, way. Even Keep if I it knew that someone, way. I wouldn't mention it. Don't. No, would... don't. Don't mention who it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think that techs, I think that techs are very rare and very important. And it's, um, I mean, those fees... Are you guys comfortable telling what the fee is, just so people want to put on a show, what they have to know? It's under fifty. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, I don't know if you guys are gonna first. It's under forty nine. Well, I know. <laughs> I, I know. Like certain, under forty nine over ten. I, I do know certain theaters that like they have their own in house tax, and like oh. sometimes the cost can be like seventy five an hour, which is like wow. Interesting thing yeah. about fifty four below. Fine, fine scenes fifty four below. I didn't pay the tech. That is an in-house tech that you don't pay. Mm, okay. Isn't that cool? Yeah, they'll show up once in a while, but they're rare. I think they're. I think the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City always has an in-house tech, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't quite know. I think it's. I think it's. Um, it's harder to get blocks of time there. I know a lot of people have started doing, like stand-up shows and smaller variety type of shows at a bar called Much More's in Brooklyn. I haven't produced anything there yet i'm doing a spot on a show there next week right mm-hmm. but i've been seeing it a lot among my among my peers my indie diy production peers a lot of activity over there and, yeah. a, and a lot of these places um as well even though like you don't pay to do it you also don't get paid so it's it's yeah. just a labor of love yeah the only yeah. person you pay is the tech yeah <laughs> but you just all pitch in and then you're fine um it's not crazy but yeah it, it certainly is a labor yeah. Labor of love. So don't, if you're trying to do something for free, they're not going to give you a cut. It's rare that um, you get cuts. It's rare you get cuts, but then I have worked several shows now at the pit where they do have that deal in place. But that's because like you've had to bill yourself out for like at least like a year with like a consistent audience, and because I think they, I think the pit. It's a great experimental place to try stuff out, but like eventually they want you to move on to like other avenues and venues. But then uh, if they do have like a really successful show, I think they know like all right, we got, like like North Coast just for example. Like uh, North Coast is really really big. <laughs> they need to keep those guys around for for as long as possible. Are they improv? They are hip hop improv. Oh yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. yeah, North Coast is amazing. Uh, but but they're they're someone they started off um, doing they they saw the regular Saturday show, but then they they debuted anybody the musical at the pits. 
and they were doing that for um, I, I believe like several months in a row, and then they actually moved to Caveat. So I just I think the pits like a great place to like experiment with any show like you start off with, and then if it does get successful, then you can take it elsewhere. And like Caveat's another. Um, I believe they're not free, but like it's, it's really really cool space. When I went to go see anybody with them, yeah, caveat's awesome. Have you been, Jackie? No, I haven't been. Oh, you gotta go to caveat. Oh. Wow. Okay, so these are these are all. So we've just listed a bunch of places where people can just put up a show for free, or close to, or it. close yeah. to. Yeah. It. Oh yeah. In that category, because yeah, because now we're starting to to enter the territory of like where some some pit shows have moved on or or just operating yeah, like the Puffs. same. Puffs went to Off Broadway. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, like, you know, you might, you know, the pit or the magnet would often get mentioned in the same space as the UCB because they all sort of broke off from one of it, one another at one point or another. But uh, one thing is, you know, because the UCB stage has a certain level of prestige attached to it, it's very hard to get, I only know, like, probably two people who've gotten, like, to produce runs of shows at the UCB. Because it's even, like, even just, like, spending two $3,000 on the classes is it enough to facilitate that relationship? You even then need to know the right people. It's not like an abundance of stage time like it is at other places, like the pit or under St. Mark's. or Right, and it has a focus on something different. That's that's why yeah. I like the pit for, so this podcast, obviously, about musicals and, and playwriting. And if you have a comedy, I mean, and you have it and you got a, you want a little Wednesday night <laughs> afternoon, I don't know, the, the, what is the slot that they never book anyone in and have... <laughs> That, uh, t- like Tuesday, early Tuesday evenings, early so, Monday evenings are usually pretty. So if you're yeah. free on an early Monday evening and you have a pilot or a play that's funny, yeah, pitch yeah. it and then you know invite people. It's a, those are those are good times too because that's like seven o'clock on a Monday. Like people are just getting off work. Like they they might want to go check it out because a lot of shows like you can keep bringing your friends like to and through like all the time. But like if you can just. Get that random person you saw, like you're adding time out. Then like, hey, there you go. Or oh yeah, uh, or I like, never got in time out. I tried so uh, hard man. and I couldn't do it. I was trying to do that with my solo show and like, I could never figure it out. Everyone but, tells me it's not all it's cracked up to be. I, it's, it's still like another resource. Then today ticks. Like it's just like you gotta like really because. Oh wait, oh but we can't. Oh that's our next episode. Okay, oh, that's our next right. episode. So next I, episode. I, uh, Believe me, we had a whole blood, thing yeah. on tickets and filling those seats. I'm so excited to talk about it. But I that, love these clips. Hangers. But then we're, but then just because you can do the social media advertising as much as possible, but like people, and I, I have a good friend who says like he had so many Facebook invites, so like he can't look at them anymore because like there's like a hundred. Okay, we're yeah. saying I'm I'm cutting you off there because right, this right. is for the next episode. Right, okay, yeah. Okay, let's talk in, in uh, fifty four below because a lot of this you know podcast about musicals. Um, I know that you guys aren't singers. If you are, you singers. I, I don't identify. As I a don't singer. identify. But catch me at karaoke. Korea town. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to give this little blurb, uh, 54 Below, because it's like everyone wants to perform. If you're new to New York City and you want to be a Broadway star, I mean, 54 Below is a great, great, great thing to get on your resume. and And I mean, I think it's amazing. And that's where a bunch of Broadway stars perform. So let me give a little little bit of facts here about this, because a lot of people asked how I got it for Good Morning New York. So here it is, everybody. It's the same thing as the pit. You just pitch it. And if they like it, you're in. It's that easy. I didn't pay anything. I didn't do anything. They you just I just say, "Hey, it's a new off-Broadway musical. We want to we want to showcase our songs to the world for the very first time." And then if it's good, 
or maybe not. I don't know. I've have some crap. Your musical was good. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you. But I, I yeah, I think and if, especially if you go for like the 11 p.m. hour, that's like a late night. It's the late night hour. Uh-huh. Ooh, here's a good so, here's a good question, Jackie. What information did you include in your pit in your pitch? You know, like obviously the summary, the concept, which is you know interesting in its own right. But what about like your own background or the cast or or the ambitions of the project? That's a really good question. Let's see what I said. Um, here's the email that I said. I said, yeah, I said, good morning. I'm producing a new musical called Good Morning New York. It hits the stage this summer. I'm wondering if we can perform a few songs there, June, July or June. All right, there, Internet. <laughs> take take that little piece of the podcast, slow it down to about half speed, All right, and I'm, rewrite it yourself. So, so I, yeah, I just said it was two paragraphs, one sentence per paragraph. And then they said, yeah, Um that's it. Yeah. They they said, well, they first gave me the, the details with the tickets. And if you want me to read some of it, I can. Um, they say that the, yeah, regular programming, they charge more for the ticket sales. Late night programming, they charge a little less. Your show has to be minimum 45 minutes, maximum, I think it was maximum 75 minutes. And that's a range. Mm-hmm. The difference is maybe I might be wrong about the maximum. Minimum was 45. There was mm. I have to pay. And th- they can cancel your show, though. I had to get a minimum of 25 tickets sold right. two weeks before and a minimum of 40 tickets sold one week before they canceled the show. Mm. So basically you book it. They if they like the idea, you're in. But you have to fill those seats. Otherwise, you are not having a show. So, um, they're also part of the union. You're required to play a pay a union fee but that was eight bucks eight bucks for oh. the pianist oh wow yeah the local 802 so i didn't pay um that 802 is that the the actual like with fees and everything of the price to the union yeah, yeah all i paid was like eight bucks or nice. round eight so it was nothing um let me see yeah it yeah that's that's about what it is i'm looking at it now and i don't think it was any more than that yeah it just goes so. to show you you got hundreds of little stages here and there all throughout manhattan island let alone brooklyn and queens and whatnot and uh, they need content, you know. There's people who the stages operate. It's still a stage, you know, until 10, 11 at night, you know, or it's still a stage at 7, 6 on a, on a weeknight. And they're banking on your friends, yeah. you know. Like people, yeah. <laughs> if you have a big cast, they know that they're going to have a lot of people coming. I think the pitch is really great because that's that's a good skill to have, like, in general, if you want to be an artist. Like, and not just talking about, like, TVs or movies and stuff, but, like, when you're talking to a theater and, like, just be as short and concise as possible. And I think also your content works out really well. You want to do a, a morning musical about a musical about a morning news station in New York, want to do New York, and have people come out to see it. So uh, definitely a lot to glean from that pitch. And then... Um, yeah, just uh, with the tickets, it sounds like a really intense bringer show, right, Sean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. a stand-up bringer usually only only expects six to ten people. Let it alone is. Twenty plus. I think that I mean there are some fifty-four below shows that are just amazing and gonna sell out like no other. Mm-hmm. But there are the smaller ones like mine, who you have to bring people. Yeah. Um. Period. And it, I think there was a two-drink minimum as well. Yeah, yeah. So okay, it's yeah, it's yeah. like it's kind of like a, a bringer, but it's a great venue and absolutely worth it. Um, you just have to ask. That's the thing. You have to ask and actually have it good. Yeah, and they so, don't have to know the whole grand vision of the storyline and what scenes are going to make people cry. They just need like a when someone asks, "Hey, what's this thing about?" It's a, about a news station. 
Yeah, right. Keep it, keep it pretty simple. Now, Jackie, question for you. Did you ever consider going to Musical Theater Factory for your show? Hmm. Um, no. I don't know why I didn't. Did I? Musical Theater Factory. Do wait, they pump out musicals, right? They do. It's it's definitely more like it's like a more workshop feel too. So maybe if you felt like Good Morning New York was like all set to go and like cool, but I feel like because they have, they were. It's just a really cool arrangement where like it's like pretty much people are sitting on couches and like they're listening more to the songs and like. Although I did have a friend put on her whole show there, so. Like I guess you can, you can make it whatever you want, but like that's definitely I, I think another free resource as well. People can check after interesting. Oh, I didn't know it was free. That's I, interesting. I believe I could always be wrong. Though. Oh, you know what? While we're on the topic of this, though, I do want to talk about festivals. Mm. So okay, so I have some strong opinions about festivals. <laughs> strong, strong opinions. So here they are, Buckle everybody, up, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Put on your seatbelt. <laughs> so. Festivals, um, great to start. I think it, it's when it comes to musicals and plays, great to start. Um, I have a theory that they accept everybody. I don't know if I'm right. I totally think they do because I've, I've written some crap ten plays and they got in and I'm like, I sat in the audience during one of them and I'm like, this is so bad. Like you should not have let this in. It was called Give Lois a Lay, and it was like an old lady hitting on a guy who looked like the dude who took her virginity sixty years ago. It was so bad. It was so bad, and and, be, and no one was laughing. And I was just like, this is really embarrassing. So I think that the I think that is this Golden Girls fan fiction. I don't know what it is, but I think that when it comes to um, uh, festivals. They're great to, to for it to start and like put your work out there, but um, they charge you to be in it a lot. Like mm. the New York Theater Festival charges you. The New York Theater or the New York Musical Festival, I believe, charges five thousand bucks once you're in. Ooh. And then I don't know if they pay. I don't know the ticket sales with that, but I know that um, the theater festival doesn't give you any cut of it. So you pay, and then like for us, we had a band and we had a tech and we had all these things, but like you don't make a dime. So that's why I think that the pit. Well, even the pit is great too, but I think that when it comes to festivals, I would do it if you're beginning and trying to figure out if you're good. But yeah, if, yeah, if you might have something that you could make some money off of, even just a little, I would rather go to an off, off, off Broadway theater. Yeah, and I think that's true of most festivals, like even across media. With with one exception that I'll get to, but like if you're looking at like even comedy festivals or film festivals or theater festivals, they're all organized in sort of the same way where where the, the artists are collectively more or less covering the cost of putting the thing on. Yeah, but it's and then a they good, don't get money. But it's good for exposure and it's good for networking, which is why I think it's so good in, in the early stages. As you meet a bunch of people, you get a bunch of your peers to watch your work, and you know if you get, you get compliments from other playwrights or other people who are involved with the production of, of plays, that's a good quote to put on your website or something of that nature. The only... Um, I've started looking into putting something together for fringe festivals because they're yeah. very they're a very interesting avenue because uh, to qualify as a fringe festival, all the ticket sales has to go to the production. You know, the theaters aren't you're renting the theater and you're getting all the ticket sales, and then they're just providing the atmosphere and the collection of shows around it. So what I've learned from investigating those is that the the bigger festivals are obviously always in the bigger cities, the LA's, the New Yorks, the Torontos, or Edinburgh is the biggest one in Scotland, mm-hmm. but the smaller ones, no one makes any money back on those productions. You probably lose a little. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, I lost money. 
Yeah, and that's just <laughs> that's I mean that's just New York, you know. It's very <laughs> it's set up for you to like win big quick, but also you know spend more than it took to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas it's very easy to get a lot of press. It's very easy to make your money back if you go around to like the smaller cities across the country, which mm-hmm. have their own smaller fringe festivals, just because alternative theater no, doesn't come to that part of the you know, that part of that state, and they're just happy to have it and write about it in papers and all that. You're right. Oh, that's a really good point, because I noticed that, like, I've been in a few smaller festivals in New York, and they don't promote the hell. Actually, one festival actually says that they promote it, but you have to pay this person to write in the paper Mm -hmm. about you, which is so wrong. I tell you, I got strong opinions. No one one should pay a journalist to write a story about them. That is just bullshit. My thoughts. Yeah. You just got thrapped, everybody. (laughs) You got thrapped. I'm not saying the festival, but I really should. I will tell you when I can in a few months. Yeah. I... Um, I, I I agree the off-off-Broadway smaller fests are the way to go because I had a friend who worked for, I believe, the Winter Fringe that's coming up. And he was very talking up highly because Winter Fest or Fringe? Winter... I, oh, I, forget. I know There's what you're saying. Frigid? Frigid. Frigid Fest. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, he was really talking that up because he says, now you do pay for the space, but it's not... I think it might even be under a grand, but like... You just pay for it, and then you get to keep all the tickets. They'll give you all the promotional material, oh, too. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. I heard good things about it, too. The Frigid Festival, which is hosted in Under St. Mark's and the Crane Theater here in New York oh, City. I'm so jealous. Yeah, all horse trade, yeah. I should have done that. I made some bad deals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move forward. We have a few minutes left. Um, uh, let's just talk about... Uh, but, but, but. Oh, which which one's worth it? Off off Broadway or off Broadway? Let's so after you go through these festivals and you know if you let's say you have something good, okay? Um, so actually, where was I gonna go with this? In general, that these off off Broadway theaters, like ninety nine seat theaters, are half of the off Broadway theaters, but they usually aren't half of the seats. You know, some of them only have you know thirty more seats than an off off Broadway. So my question is, what would make somebody want to go to off-Broadway opposed to off-off-Broadway, besides their ego. The ego's the big thing, right? <laughs> think, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's got to be, like, if there's a show going on that... I don't even know if the show's good. If I just say I'm on a date, and, like, my date really wants to see the show, I'm going to go to that show she wants to go really? to. Really? No, yeah. no guy has ever taken me to a show. Yeah. I, I Men. I, yeah, men. Yeah. <laughs> Step up, dudes. Hashtag be better. Yeah. Hashtag uh, be a better bitch. I, like that the, needs to be better bitches, too. Yeah, sure, the, it's online, jackandthrop.com. If the difference between off-Broadway and off-off-Broadway so is that limited numbers. Because I've been to definitely like off-off-Broadway shows, and, and they were fine. Because my first resource isn't a thing to go to a show, but if it's good, if my friend's in it, too, then, like, yeah, I'm going to go check that out. Because mm-hmm. I, um, oh, my one friend was in a Clockwork Orange, and that was at uh, New World Stages, and because he got me a common. It was awesome. I'm sad to close so quickly, but uh, I, I think, yeah, there's no, like, huge difference. I think it just depends on if the show's good or, hey, if someone wants to take me to it, sweet. Yeah, and, and you can find a bunch of, um, off-Broadway theaters at the Off-Broadway Alliance. If you're looking for a theater, you can just look and just go around. And A lot of them have their prices posted public. Some of them charge hourly, too. Um, so I know that you could rent out an off-Broadway theater for a night in under 1000 bucks. 
which is nice for maybe four hours. I one time did the, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say these theaters. I one time did a theater for four bu- uh, four hours, and it was about 800 bucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that that was a nice one. But I, my, some of my favorites are you got the Players Theater, Theater for New City, and Davenport. I think that those are slightly on the cheaper side and really nice people to work with. Yeah. So those are just shout-outs to them. But, um, yeah, I think it's a big ego thing. Yeah, ego. yeah. It's yeah, interesting yeah. that it's uh, nowadays, like, because off Broadway, or off Broadway, it doesn't have the the Broadway prestige or, or scale, but it's like a it's like a different environment and perhaps more accoutrement right. for the production. But you're paying for that. Also, when your audience goes out on stage and they look at an empty theater, uh, yeah, that is so many seats to fill. So we're gonna talk about that in our next episode, yeah. guys. Give everyone your emails so we know how to contact you when they produce their their reading or show at the pit or elsewhere. All right. Throw it in. So uh, I'm Matthew W.J. Mitchell. My email is mattmitch927 at gmail.com. I am a technician, lights and sounds, but I'm also an actor. I'm actually on the biggest acting role of my life right now. So if uh, you're interested to hire me for your show, hey, I could send you my reel, my resume, and all the other good stuff. And I'm uh, John Vogel. That is John Vogel, J-O-H-N-V-O-G-E-L, vogelcomedy.com, vogelcomedy at gmail.com. I am an actor, comedian, light technician, all of the above. Uh, check out my website, vogelcomedy.com, more information. And uh, email me, and I'll send you stuff I'm in. Yeah, and also check out jackandthrap.com slash shop. Get some of those shirts, everybody. Get some of them. Get thrapped, everybody. Get thrapped. Get thrapped. Get thrapped. All right, guys. Thank you. <laughs>